Your source for cruise news and planning. From Royal to Disney, this is Rope Drop on Deck. Welcome aboard to another Rope Drop on Deck. I am Doug McKnight, and I'm here with Michelle McKnight of Touring Plans Travel. And Michelle, it's March, but it still feels like winter outside, so we're going to talk about a summer itinerary hot spot today. But it's cold. But it's a hot spot. But it's cold there. But it's a hot spot. Sure. Okay, I gotta say it's a hot spot. So, yes, today we're going to talk about Alaska. So, the title of this show, I put, I'm put i going to put an exclamation mark behind Alaska. So, every time we say Alaska, it has to be Alaska. Can you try that? Nope. Okay, just, just team building there. All right, so that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, let's get to a five-star review. You leave a five-star review. We will read it on the air eventually. So, this one is called, titled, A Quality Listen. Five stars by Janet28RN. I think I got that name right. I think so. I think so. All right. Listener of Rope Drop Radio here who was so excited to hear of this new podcast, especially with our first cruise in over a decade coming up. Doug and Michelle provide good down-to-earth cruising advice. Excellent review. Thank you very much. Yeah, we down-to-earth. We try to stay down-to-earth because... We're... I mean, sometimes we stay on deck, too. It's as close to Earth as you can get. <laughs> so, there you go. All right. Thank you very much for that review in the five stars. We appreciate it. I appreciate you listening to the original Rope Drop Radio with Derek and I. So, go check that out. If you're new to Rope Drop on deck and you've never heard of Rope Drop Radio, it's a Disney podcast. But this is cruising. We talk about all cruising. Cruise, Not all cruise, cruising. cruising. All the cruising. Lots like of different cruise types. Submarine but... cruising. No. Nope. Cargo ship cruising. No. Someday I'm going to go on a cargo ship. It's... No. No, I'm not. Who are we kidding? No. No, I'm too precious for that. Anywho. All right. Let's get to it. The word of the day. Are you ready, Michelle? The nautical ready. term. Nautical term of the day. Tender. A tender is a small boat that's used to transport passengers between their cruise ship and the port when the ship itself is unable to dock. These tenders are usually carried by the cruise ship and often double as a lifeboat. Yes. <laughs> not, not really. I don't know that I've ever gotten a tender that is carried by the ship. I know Celebrity Edge, but we were docked in Nassau, yeah. so we didn't need it. But I know Edge has that. Yeah. Like specifically then, designed to go with their magic carpet. Right. Like um Santorini. Yeah. Grand Cayman. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. So tender is not on um is not by Webster. There's no definition that I could find that comes like that. So this is Who's this according to? If it's not Webster. A, is it a cruise club? Sorry cruise guys. Club. All right, so our kids call them chicken tenders. When they were little, they call them chicken tenders. They still do. Are we going on the chicken tender? Is today we go on the chicken tender? Yeah. We don't really do a lot of tendering. We so try to when avoid they were little, tendering ports because it's a pain in the butt. We tendered in Santorini this summer, and Grumpy Doug was exposed. It's not that bad. It's just not as fast and there's a process and you must listen and read things in order to do the process also it's when we're in tender ports that's the time i like to book excursions through the cruise line because they can get some preferential treatment like you march on from your meeting space right onto the tender sometimes yeah and sometimes the cruise line tells you one thing and then you can actually get off earlier so Mm -hmm. 
And then like just keep one crew questions. one crew member has their special group of people that get privileged and get to skip the line. That was fun too. Yes, we we've, we've had a couple of bad experiences with with that, but but there's not that many tender ports no. really out there that the cruise ships call on. No, uh, Grand Cayman's probably the most common one because it's in the Caribbean. And then is it Nor Norwegians um, private island? Oh, Great Stirrup Key. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have a tender. There now, that tender would probably be from the ship. It's not actually. Oh, so it's still I've done local it. Bohemian tender. Yeah, it's like a yeah. double decker, open air. Lots of people. Yeah, get on there and go. Yeah, it's not too bad. No, the Santorini tendering. The worst thing about that was once you got to land, you still had to go through shenanigans to get to anything. You yeah. either had to, you know, decide to ride a donkey or take a like gondola up a hill. Yeah, which also smelled like a donkey. Yes. Okay tendering there you go now you know what we're talking about when we say oh that's a tender port so all right moving on to the news brought to you by backtothemouse.com are you thinking about going on a disney cruise line cruise and you're wondering what is the least expensive cruise per night well guess what backtothemouse.com is the place with the answer also lots of great photos of staterooms and menus and fitness centers and other things what other things, Michelle? Those things. Those things. All right, go check out backtothemouse.com. The news of the day. All right. First up, we have two items today that are very similar. Royal Caribbean makes a huge step forward in the Bahamas. So Royal Caribbean's Beach Club in the Bahamas has received final approval, offering the ultimate beach day experience in 2025. So this will be a new beach club resort that will open on the western end of Paradise Island in Nassau, Bahamas. This will be co-owned with the local government at 49%. And this is going to be treated like an excursion. So you're wondering, why would they build a private island type thing in, the Na in Nassau? Well, it's basically going to be their own excursion beach. And it's located right by your ship, basically. And it looks like you'll probably take a little boat over to it because... Uh, Paradise Island also houses Atlantis, and so to drive there it looks like it would take 10 times as long as to take a little boat. Uh, what I'm not sure on, Michelle, is if foods included, things like that, if it will be treated like Perfect Day or if it will be treated like a beach day with a regular excursion. Not 100% sure. More details to come is what it says. So that's a detail we're waiting for. Any other thoughts on details there? I would assume if you're paying for an excursion, um, like kind of like at Blue Lagoon, if you pay for it, you'll get lunch. I mean, it's just too easy to build that into the cost and then right. serve them because there's nothing else there to eat. No. If you don't, you know, if you're not paying ahead of time. So because it's Royal Caribbeans, it's not, you know. Yeah. And local government, they're going to be working together. Vendors will be from both local and Royal Caribbean. It will feature... feature Here's, they're going on a limb here, island-style barbecues. Yeah, we've never seen that before on an island, right? And uh, live music, local, local artisans to make guests have the perfect Art day. Artisans? Artisans. Artists. I don't know. I can't read. I do a podcast, not a... And it's called Royal Beach Club. It's not just Royal called Beach, Beach Club. Club. Yeah, Royal Beach Club. Royal Caribbean's Royal Beach Club. Yes, it's a lot of royalness. Just so you don't forget. Yeah. It's like 17 acres or so, 13 acres of land oil owned by Royal 
Caribbean, four acres owned by the government. So in comparison to like Perfect Day, if you're wondering, like you have no idea what an acre is, Perfect Day is 125 acres. So there you go. Big difference in size. All right, moving I, on to... I think it'll be great because it should be a lot quicker than Blue Lagoon because Blue Lagoon <sighs> is quite the haul. And over. you're kind of held captive. And, this, and Blue Lagoon has dolphins and stingrays and... Right, there's more stuff to do. But if you just want the beach day that's easy this, to do with Blue Lagoon. And not having to worry about the shenanigans of Nassau to get to a beach and like wondering yeah. if you're gonna get you can still do like an all-inclusive resort you know a, a day pass you can mm -hmm. all still do that but um with royal caribbean taking care of you i think it's just gonna be easier so very It'll i be think interesting it, to see i i wonder but if it's so small i wonder how many people it will hold if you're on a big ship but it's a long beach it is it's a lot a lot of beach they'll probably surface. Pack, pack you in there royal's good at packing people so yeah. Also, in Nassau, there could be three royal ships as well. Yeah. Mostly, most days there's two. Yeah. You could have two Oasis-class ships sitting there and, like, I don't know, grandeur of the seas or freedom of the seas sitting there as well. All royal. So it, it will be interesting. But it looks big. It looks like there's cabanas, all, all that jazz. All right, speaking of cabanas. Disney's new Bahamas cruise destination to open in summer of 2024. Lighthouse Point is coming. Official opening date of summer 2024, which could mean anything. Uh, Disney, when they say summer, I mean it could be September. So remember, summer lasts all the way until September 20th. I'm hoping they're underestimating it, like, or overestimating it. I'm hoping that it'll be ready in, like, you know, April, May. Because once they put it on with these new summer itineraries that are hopefully coming out very soon, then um, it's kind of like, what are you going to do if you can't go to that? Like, if you put right. it on there. Yeah. They already have Castaway Key. So this will be their second destination that was owned and operated by Disney Cruise Line. It is not its own island. It's part of another island. It's essentially a peninsula. It has been... Oh, they like to say they combine breathtaking natural beauty with the magic of bohemian hospitality, storytelling, and artistry. Disney and their adjectives. But it also run on solar power, mostly like 90% solar. And the pier was designed in a way to not impact the seafloor. There was no dredging that, that was done. A big deal. Yeah, the no dredging it. was a thing that held it up for a while. And... The, it's going to be a Disney, you know, private island experience, basically. Here's the kicker that I thought was pretty crazy. If you've cruised Disney and you've wanted a cabana at Castaway, you know you pretty much have to stay concierge to get it or win, like, the most lucky lottery of your life. So I thought New Island, well, not Island, but New Place, they're going to build, like, 60 cabanas and just print two money. two rows of them. Three so rows. guess how many they have? 20. It's in front of you, Sorry. isn't it? Yeah, you And cheated. I know as well, but yeah, 20. Come on, Disney. 20 family. And then there's a couple um, adult ones. Six, maybe? Six or eight, I see. Yeah, Six. not many. And they, they talk about how there's some that are for massages and some that are adult only. Well, you've already done that. You're announcing something that you've... You'd... Seriously, Disney, you should have built them in rows. Like, yeah. Royal Ca Caribbean like, has staggered. them in rows. I don't care if Charge there's Charge $100 a neighbor, less for the back have, one. Yeah, as long as I have somewhere to sit and put my stuff and yeah. be out of the sun. 
So they are building a legit splash pad with like slides and things. So that's good. However, in the any of the artist renditions of anything, I have yet to see a pool. They never mention a pool. No. I thought they would have learned they needed a pool on a private island. Yeah. They Royals did not is, put a pool. Yeah. So. And there's no like big adult water slide either that and, I've seen, right? Have you? No. Not. Right. I, I mean, they still say much more details to come. But we're almost a year away yeah from like, like i said they're gonna, they're gonna put these on the i would assume the summer 2024 itineraries that hopefully are coming out soon yeah so. hopefully our next show we're talking about itineraries Ugh. i just jinxed it didn't yeah I? and then there's a regular splash pad and in true disney style it's like they've never seen a splash pad at a local park. Oh, that looks better than I thought, though. Well, like, it was better than the current one at Castaway. It's better than Plasma, It's just Nebraska. water that squirts straight up, though. There's a few There's a few sculptures there. I don't know. There is. It's, it's better than Plasma than yeah. Louisville, okay. if you're from Nebraska. Wow. <laughs> Big Walt Disney Company, Plasma, Nebraska, a town of 7,000 people. You would hope. Oh, man. But, yeah, this is more details about entertainment, dining, retail, and excursions to be released later. So, it, it's the only real thing they gave us is summer of 2024. All the art we've seen before, I think. But maybe this one splash pad we haven't because it's underwhelming. So, there you go. That is the news brought to you by backtothemouse.com. All right. Are we ready to move on to the main show, Michelle? Sure. That was a lot of news. We just talked about it a lot. It was only two things. You actually had an opinion about the news. Normally, you just look at me and go like, but I don't really care. Yeah. It's a true story. All right. So, Alaska. That's the, the show. So, first question, Michelle. Why go to Alaska? Summer itineraries. Time to book 2024. Summer. Alaska is a huge part of the summer. Why go to Alaska? Well, I mean, it's it's a great destination. Well, why cruise to Alaska should be your question, really. Yeah. Because, I mean, people could go to on land, right? But You could, but pff, right. it's not a cruise but ship. It's a, it's a great destination for wildlife, for natural beauty, for just um, relaxing. I mean, if you're not a beach person, it's perfect. But I mean, there's just there's a lot to see in Alaska from wildlife to glaciers to... Miss it. It's also probably the smoothest <laughs> cruise we've ever been on, too. Right, yeah. Motion of the ocean wise. Yeah, and it's just totally different than a Caribbean cruise, a Bahamian cruise. Yeah, and the I would say once the sun goes down, it's the same, but the sun doesn't go down till like 11 o'clock yeah. at night or so, depending on what's, what, what time of year you're sailing. Um, so what are some important things to think about when planning an Alaskan cruise? Say you're starting to think about summer 2024. Or even a late start. Can you still book them this summer, 2023? Yeah, there's some rooms left. There's yeah. still spots. Okay. Yeah. You know, or you so. could book into 2025 on other cruise lines. So That's true. Yeah. Mm, okay. What are some important things to think about with Alaska that where you go to the Bahamas or the Caribbean, you have lots of options? Alaska, a little different. Yeah. So most cruises are going to be seven nights. You cannot take... Um, and actually go to Alaska, take a two or three night cruise. It's, it's just can't be done. Um, Disney has one that's five nights. They usually have yearly in August or the end of July, but that is really the only cruise line that I know of that has anything less than seven. Yeah. And they just sneak it in there. Yeah. And it's, they, they take up a lot of ground, right? Like, and they go a lot of different cruise mm -hmm. ports. So it's not something that you could do in three nights. So just so getting that's why. to Alaska, it's right. Yeah, the issue. Yeah. 
So the the length of the cruise is a big thing. How about the time of year? I want to go to Alaska in December. Can I? Nope. No. I mean, you could go to Alaska, but on a cruise, no. no okay. Way to right. clarify no. that. The, the cruise season lasts from May to September, generally. I did see that Royal Caribbean has a couple that start in late April this next year. One's a repositioning, but it still hits lots of Alaskan itineraries, so... Um, that is, that's the timeline mainly. Um, I would say the most, um, popular pop, time, popular or actually just the best time to cruise weather wise is usually July and August. Yeah. It's really wet at the beginning of the season, right? And the end. Yeah. You gotta remember there's rainforests up there and it rains a lot. So be ready for that. So let's talk about, it's also not as easy to get to, is it? No, so usually you're going to either cruise, be cruising out of Seattle or Vancouver or Seward. Those are the main three cruise ports. Okay. So it's not exactly an easy... Um, it's point. in a corner of a country. Right, yeah. And not Orlando, no. Miami, no. which is also a corner of the country. I, I get it. I know I just said that, blah, blah, blah. But it, and some cru- it's not the Miami airport up no, there. No, and some cruises, cruise lines only sail out of certain ports. So like Disney only sails out of Vancouver. They do not sail out of Seattle to go to Alaska. So there's something to note. It, which is nice, actually, because of the Jones Act, you have to have an international port when you're sailing to and from America. So if you sail out of Vancouver, you don't waste a day like stopping somewhere just to fulfill Victoria yeah waste (laughs) a day that's totally waste a day that's where if you're cruising out of Seattle you're gonna have to stop at Victoria message your senator and congressman to let them know it's silly and outdated It, it should apply to marine traffic that is for shipping not for cruising it was simple fix they they lifted it for one summer because Canada wasn't open yet Let's do that for real. Message your senators now. Everybody, right. just while you're listening, type a little message. Okay. But if you're politics on, over. If you're on the East Coast or even the you know Midwest, it's going to be a little bit higher flight price wise to get to mm-hmm. Vancouver or even Seattle. So if you're used to flying to you know Port Canaveral, Miami, and that's a fairly you know quick flight and reasonable price yeah. wise, um, you might need to put a little bit more into your budget for airfare. Some of the cruise lines have like a free, free airfare, you know, when you buy your cruise or, um, you know, second guest flies free or something like that. Here's the deal. There's lots of like little details on those flights where some cruise lines, you don't get to pick the itinerary like Norwegian. They assign you your flight, you know, X number days ahead of your cruise. So you don't, you don't get to pick your seat till then. I mean, you're most. I mean, do you like middle seats? You're most likely going to sit with the person that assigned you, you know, that you were, you're cruising with because Norwegian has, you know, contacted the airline and said, hey, I'm going to need these seats, but they're not actually going to give you the, the, um, the timeline, the air itinerary until it's very close to the date of sailing. So if you needed to, you know, take off work or something, you might as well take off that whole day because it's possible, one, you have a huge layover or two. It's very early morning flight or late flight. I mean, you actually have no idea. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the Pacific Northwest is not something that's close to the bulk of the population of the United States. But I will say one nice thing about going to Seattle or Vancouver is spend a day at least in each city. Fly in early, 
Give them each a full day to do some things. Both cities are fantastic. Both have some great attractions. Um, maybe we'll do a show just on those two cities down the road because I, I enjoyed our time in both. Now, when we did Alaska the last time, we flew into Seattle to visit my brother or bother my brother. I'm not sure which it is. Um, and then we took the train from Seattle to Vancouver. I do not recommend Amtrak. There you go. There's my plug for Amtrak. Some people Don't love trains. It. I'm we're, I'm not a train person. I'm going to make you a train person somehow, someday. If the internet could work on them, it might be better, but this did not. And we went oh, really late in the night, and it was delayed. And Six hours late. We're not good with trains, so if we're going to be on your train, it's Get best off to our just train. rebook. Yeah, Do rebook. Do something different. You'll still beat us there if you book the later train. Europe, Alaska, doesn't really matter. What was great, our, our train to Barcelona, everybody else got their fare refunded, but since we booked through the American site, we couldn't get it refunded because it was late. Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic Back to learn. Back to Alaska. Oh, yes. Alaska. Anyway, so weather, packing. What do you pack differently for these ports? So you're going to want to pack layers. So, you know, winter coats, pants, waterproof shoes, umbrellas, raincoats, or rain wicking, um, winter coats. Stocking cap. Gloves. Yeah, gloves. Like little knit gloves. We're not talking like like the heaviest. You're not you don't need what you go snow skiing in or anything like that. It gets chilly up on deck, especially. Yeah, and lots of Alaska cruises, some of the best days for Alaska are just watching the scenery as you float by. So if you're not in a port, you're most likely in an arm or close to a glacier. So you'll be spend a lot of time on out deck. on the Pool deck. <laughs> or on your veranda or your balcony, yeah. depending on which cruise line you're on. I get yelled at a lot, but what do I call it? But you're outside a lot. Yeah. Or by a window, at least. Yeah. If you do Disney Cruise Line, they have characters up on deck when you are near the glacier. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it was like one of my favorite days ever was just a character after character the, after The plan character. was just to stand on deck and look at the glacier for and eight hours. And you can do that. While in line for Mickey Mouse. It's yeah. fascinating. And they're wearing their Alaska gear. It's some of my favorite times. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. Yes, it is, it's a, a great thing. Uh, one thing that you pack a little different is binoculars. We took a few, didn't we? Yes, like three or four pairs, I think. I don't I, I don't know that I used them much. Your mom, no. like, lived with them on her face. <laughs> she walked around the ship with them on. Yeah, I mean, lots of people times. do, though. A lot, lot of people were. Yeah. Because, so, how old was Alden? Like, nine? I don't know. Eight? He got really good at spotting whales. We'd just be walking down a hallway, and he'd look out, and the hey, there's a whale. And then there'd be this mob of, like, people around him. And we would just keep going at a certain point. We would just leave our child, but... There was, you know, he knew where he was going. But, yeah, so you'd walk around with your binoculars, pull them out to look at whales. This is always whales. Just whales, whales, more whales. We never saw a bear, though. But lots of whales. Yeah. You get tired of seeing bald eagles, actually. I don't think you get tired of them. I do. We see them here all the time now. Okay. They're just, they're flying raptor things. It's, I don't know. Okay, anyway, anything else to pack that's kind of special? I took my flip-flops. Yeah, I mean, it's still good to have a summery outfit because it can get warm. We set record highs. In Ketchikan, it was like 90 degrees when we were there. It was 88. It was 90. 88. 90. 
record high, 88 degrees. Look it up, I think. 91. Whatever. We set the record high. It felt like 110. I thought the guy that did our excursion was going to die. So sweaty. So sweaty. He was not prepared for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I wore shorts and flip-flops in Alaska. Even on our glacier day, but that's not normal. It was a little normal. chilly that day. He was just wanted to prove a point. And I, I kind of run at a different temperature, I think. But like the crews before us, the crew was saying like your, their glacier day was forty five degrees, right? So temperatures fluctuate; they swing erratically, kind of like March in Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, it's an unfortunate thing to be compared to. So I, I think all the overall the packing. You're going to, you know, fly southwest, get your <laughs> free bags. Yeah, it's, you're going to you're gonna need a big bag, I think. We did. Yeah. We don't I hate take big bags checking everywhere. bags. Yeah. I, I don't. You're, you're going to just have to do carry-ons next time. Uh, we did go um, pro tip here. We went to the North Face Outlet, like on June 1st. Fantastic deals. Nobody's buying winter coats then. And we got... You know, where they had the shell and the inner layer, and so the coats themselves were layered, moisture-wicking or repellent on the outside because it's going to rain at some point on your cruise. So, all right, are you ready to move on to ports? Did we thoroughly cover important things to know? Or is there anything I left out? I mean, I think that's pretty good. Thorough? Yeah. Okay. All right, ports. What are you there for? Which one are we starting with, Michelle? Doesn't matter. Can we start just with the glacier days? Can we just start there? Sure. That's the best port. And you don't actually port. You just float. So you go down like an arm or fjord. It's an arm in Alaska. And then the boat just kind of turns around like three or four times when you get down to the arm. It's way more than three or four. But it's very slow, though. You don't feel it. It's You just... There's... I don't know how fast the ship can go, but it's like no wake the whole way down the arm. Because... The naturalists, it's a national park. And you're seeing little icebergs as you are going. They're bouncing off the ship, and it makes some people very nervous. And it's totally fine. They do it every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They also capture an iceberg on that day, and then the naturalist on the ship has to do a couple different tests on it. They drill into it to extract an air bubble, and then they check for the composition of the air in that bubble to date that ice, and they can learn when it was frozen from like thousands of years ago because it matches what the atmosphere would have been at that time. That's how we know the atmosphere was different at different times. When there was lots of vegetation on the earth, there was a lot different atmosphere. So, science. Science. Yeah, the, Disney had great lectures the whole time. I know Norwegian does lectures too. Celebrity. Celebrity. Princess. Every, everyone does. Does Royal, Holland. Does yeah. Royal try mm-hmm. to educate you? I yeah. don't know that they try. They do. They pretend to. I don't know. Anyway, and there's always lots of education going on, which is one of my favorite parts. I went to a whole hour-long like lecture about ice. There was four of us at the end of it. The room started full. Yep. Yeah. And, and, then, and then now the f- we've lost all of our people. And then the four of us asked questions after it was over. Anywho. All right, Michelle, you take it away because I'm boring people. Well, I was just going to say that even though you're not really in port, there are some cruise lines that have excursions during those days. Please tell me. What? You, what, you, what? Please tell me about these. Oh, my goodness. Trying to be a good host. We haven't done them because they have a significant price tag with them. Because, 
I mean, can you imagine? We, you're, you're going up closer to the glacier. Important things to know about Alaska. We left at one. Yeah. It's stupid expensive. Not only is the cruise itself expensive, but the excursions are expensive. Because they're all in America. Yeah, there's no... Yeah. Yeah. You're, not, you're, you're paying for everything. Yeah. But they're... I mean, they're really good excursions. Yes, so they're all fantastic. So, I mean, if you can skimp somewhere, skimp on the cruise. However, don't skimp on an inside room if you can <sighs> do it. Right? You want a balcony. Yeah, but if I mean if that's how, what's going to get you to Alaska, then do do the inside. You can yeah. sit on deck four or the top deck and yeah. stare out there all day long. I just Dude, contradicted sleep, myself all over the place. Sleep, here. sleep on the walking path. Who are they going to kick you off? I don't know. There's plenty of pool deck. There's plenty of walking path. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, and then the... on some cruise lines too, there's also like observation rooms. Like Norwegian has a really amazing room on their big cruises that actually all of their cruises that you can sit and view it from inside where it's warm where it's what warm a thought. and hot chocolate yeah. hot chocolate's everywhere on alaskan cruise by the way yeah sometimes even on the 90 degree yeah they're still se- they're still serving the hot chocolate and then they're looking at you like you don't want any like no i'm sweating where is the ice with lemon in it yeah like in the caribbean it's almost like the crew has never been to the caribbean to know how to switch that up um I like the Glacier Day. I think it's my favorite port that's not a port ever, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, the North Star thing, right? Is that what it's called on the Quantum class ships? That you have to book in advance and pay for on the Glacier Days. But it would be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Goals. So let's move on to Ketchikan because we've already already touched on it a tiny bit. Ketchikan, the salmon capital of the world, is what they say. All right, what are we doing in Ketchikan? I mean, there's there's lots to do, but I mean, I would think that these would be the highlights would be um, to see their totem poles. They're really close to the ship. And that museum is like right there. We walked to yeah. that, did that in like a half hour, something yeah. like that. I think one of our fourth graders got us in free. I, oh, yeah, 100%. The, the national find your park thing, like fourth graders can get into national parks free. Go check that out online. You might be able to print a pass before you go or tell them when you get there. We've done tons of national parks while we had fourth graders. We are out of fourth graders. We're out of fourth graders. I don't want to borrow one, though. I will just pay a fee. Don't want a fourth grader again. Yeah. Also, the Tongass National Forest. I'm sure that's how it's said. Yep. Tongass. Tong. Sorry. That's not how I pronounced it. Tongass. Alden giggled. Tongass. Anyway. Also, that's a big one. Um, a seaplane to see Misty Fjords National Monument. We, we did that. We did that. That was pretty amazing. And it was cooler up at higher altitude. It was. Yeah. And moving fast through yeah. the air. But seaplanes are very popular in Ketchikan. And then another thing is lumberjack shows. They have lots of them. That one looks fantastic, too. Yeah. They're, lots Disney of Cruise Line does a Disney lumberjack of show where they do. characters come out and you can meet characters at the end of it as well. Uh, at least they have in the past. I'm not on a cruise this summer to know for sure. Um, one in Ketchikan that I know is very popular is the um, Deadliest Catch excursion where you go out on a crab boat learn about crabs it looks fantastic i haven't done it but i watched samantha brown do it on places to love or places to travel on her show sure yeah 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 so lots of cruise cruise lines stop at catch can so if that's on your on your list that's what you could do there I think they all stop at catch can it's in the inside passage all these are inside passage if you look at the map of alaska and like the world you really don't get to what people would think is Alaska. You're just kind of down in a little part next to Canada that you wonder how we managed to keep from Canada. No? 
Yes. He shakes her head at me a lot, guys. All right, what's next? Juno? Sure. The capital of Alaska. Also in the Inside Passage. Sure. So this is a big one for whales, dog sledding, um, gold mining. You can see the Mindenhall Glacier from yes. there. Helicopter rides to yeah. the Mindenhall Glacier. Helicopter and seaplane. Land Both on option. top of it. Yeah. That one's pricey, folks. To land on a yes. glacier? <laughs> yes. What about yes. a helicopter ride to land on it and then go pet puppies that pull you around? Yeah. The the sled dogs look really cool there, too. Yeah. Lots of people have loved that one. Yeah. And then, of course, you're always going to have your salmon bake because you're in Alaska. There's so you salmon. Can, yeah. So you can do an excursion like that if you want to learn how to bake salmon. Yeah. When you're on the glacier, too, you can hike and do do other things. Sounds so sketchy. Yeah. And then it's also bear country there. So Lots of bears. There's a area you can walk to from the ship to where you can see bears. In nature. I've seen people post pictures of it. Like, well, there's a bear in that stream 100 feet away. I don't know that I like that. Some people think that's fantastic. Right. Right. So, all right. Next, um, Port Skagway. Sure. So this one, the big, I think the biggest one. Is it a train? It's a railway. Railway. Train, railway. You're not a train person, though. White Pass. Railway. Yeah. I know, but that's like, it's literally like the thing there. There's other things, of course, but it's like the highlight, mm-hmm. right? There are dog sledding again, too, though. Rock climbing, zip lining. You're going to see that throughout Alaska as well. You can go kayaking. You can do a float raft adventure thing. You can horse ride, horseback ride. Lots of these ports also have the kayaking as yeah. an option, too. Yeah. Which would be a neat way to get around if you're, you know. Yeah. Did into I say that. mining for gold? Did you I say did. that? Okay. In Juno. Here, okay. Well, here again, Skagway. Yeah. All the gold. It goes along with that White Pass Railway um, excursion really closely. So, and then also, if you don't want to pay anything, um, National Park Rangers are also around, and they do a free walk through tour. Oh, nice. You know, of the area. So there are. I mean, and we did for Ketchikan going backwards. Sorry, we didn't. We the the seaplane thing was just like three or four hours. Yeah, so in the morning we walked around town and that was free. Yeah, we went to well we went to the museum which was free That's with true. our fourth grader. That's true. Then and we then we around. did Creek Street, little loop, and then we found a restaurant for some lunch. But most places were closed because we were there on the day of the Blueberry Festival. <laughs> But none of the festivities started until the afternoon. Yeah, when so we like, had an excursion. We had the excursion when like we could have gone and eaten at the local festival, which would have been right up my alley of trying to do something very local. Uh, but we ate at a, the one restaurant we could find that was open that morning. And uh, then we went and got our seaplane, and it was it was awesome. So, all right. We need Glacier, or Sitka. Sitka. It's a popular cruise port. One we have not been to or looked at even, really. Yeah. Because Disney does not go there very often. So bears and otters are a big thing here. Ooh, otters Viewing. are cute. I don't want to say hunting, but like hunting them like for pictures. Don't You're not hunting. Photo safari is the word sure. you're looking for. Yeah, you're... adventure. I don't, I'm not hunting, sorry. Um, salmon fishing, kayaking. 
They have an Alaska ra- the Alaska Raptor Center is there. It's just bald eagles. Right. It's hawks, not. So. It's not dinosaurs, folks. No, no dinosaurs. <laughs> um, but they, they also, have a hospital that they they uh, for raptors. Fix them. Right. Not for people. Well, right. I hope they have one for people, but maybe they also have a deadliest catch. Sitka is another sure place. A lot of these places have a similar crab fishing thing. And there's also a national historical park as well there. Basically, like every other port, there is yeah. a national forest of some sort. Is it rains a lot? Okay. Yeah. Um, how about Icy Strait Point? This is a little different one. I don't know why you keep saying it's a little different. Because it's more like a like a, it's just a cruise port destination. It's not like a city. Right, but lots of cruises go to it. Yeah, but so. it's not like one company's. Right. But it's not, you're not visiting and a town. And once he said it was a private island in Alaska. I said it was like a private it's island. It's not. Because it's not a town. It, it's uh, a lot of uh, native Inuit culture, which is fantastic. I think a, one excursion that would be really good to do is like some um, craft type thing where you get to do local craft, maybe carve some wood, make some jewelry, learn about the local culture from somebody local. All right, I'm talking too much. Icy Straight Point, go. Um, they have a gondola up the mountaintop, so that's popular. And then there's also a mountaintop tram that you can do to see more. Um, whale watching, kayaking, bear, wildlife, uh, ocean raft adventure, if you want to go a little bit further out. Um, they have, that's Michelle's idea. They have tons time. of birds there, so... That's if you're a bird watcher, that's a big thing. And then seafood, they you know, they teach you how to cook it and yeah. So ATV Jeeps. Lots of just lots of various things here. If you go to Icy Straits website, it's kinda like they have a map that reminds you of Perfect Day at Coco Key or or Castaway Key, like type of map. Like it's that's why I'm saying it's like that. It's not because it is. It's just. It's not a town. It's just literally a destination set up for cruise traffic and to host people in nature and the surroundings. It's very cool. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the big ones. You also have Seward because if you're doing a northbound or a southbound cruise, which we really haven't talked about no. yet, the... It's either going to start or end in Seward, most likely. Start in Vancouver, end in Seward, start in Seward, and then Vancouver. So those are a way that you can do cruise tours on. We'll touch on that in just a minute. But but anyway, Seward, um, things to do there. There's this, like, once you get off the ship, because like I said, it could end there or even start there. A scenic cruise train to the Alaskan airport or the Anchorage airport. To the airport? A scenic train to the airport? Yeah. Yeah. Or there's a... Shores wildlife cruise that you can do as well. So not a lot of things there, but still a few things, just like if you were in Vancouver or Seattle. Nice. All right, so we mentioned earlier about Victoria. It's a stop. If you're leaving from Seattle, you have to stop in Canada. So Victoria is typically the stop. They don't stop in Vancouver because that's kind of out of the way. So they stop in Victoria. It's a little island right on the way up to the Inside Passage. What can you do in Victoria for excitement and fun? Well, there's gardens. There's the Butch Art Gardens. I don't know if I said that right. Yeah. Very English sounding. Right. And then wildlife and whale watching. That is a list. Those are the highlights. All right. 
Yeah. And your ship is there, so that's probably a highlight yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, and it's your first day, yeah, really. It's like you, you, you get on and you get on Seattle, and the next day is Vancouver or, or it's at Victoria, the end, either or. Yeah, so you're probably ready for kind of just a day to explore the ship as well. Alaskan cruises are very port intensive, in my opinion, compared to like say a Caribbean. There's sailing. a couple days at sea though. Yeah, but still very in like active port intensive. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're watching out the window all the time, so. Um, what about, we mentioned Vancouver and Seattle. What are some specific things you would recommend there? So in Vancouver, it's a suspension bridge. It's huge. There's a cost to get in, but it's worth it. It's not for the faint of heart, I would say. No. Some people go out onto the big suspension bridge and then retreat right back. They don't finish. Did your mom go She didn't make it, it across. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. No. Granted, <laughs> she also got both knees replaced like after the cruise, so right. that wasn't helping. She her. did like a overlook one though, which was way scarier, way hard, way more work. We did that one as well after we yeah. did the suspension but bridge. The five of our family made it over across, yeah. and we walked around over there, so that was very cool. That's a it's a big hit. Um, there's also a bus that takes you yeah. to the park. There's lots of buses. Yeah, uh, elevated train, airport's super nice and clean. Uh, cabs a plenty. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you if it's in your budget, staying at the Pan Pacific, you know, or right across the street is really nice because you don't need transportation to get to the cruise the next morning. Yeah, you just got to get from the airport or the train station in our case to your hotel, and then to get to the cruise port, you're there. Cabs were a plenty, so yeah, yeah. and they are like they're good at Tetrising, so we fit. Six people, no. Yes. The first guy was really good at yeah. Tetrisine, and then the second guy, when we got off the cruise ship, was looking at us like, I don't think we can fit all this in there. And I go, well, the guy that got us here did. And he was like, oh, challenge accepted. And he crammed it all in there. Yeah. I mean, I had to tell him our bags got fuller from all the crap we bought. But... Yeah, but down by the waterfront is really cool. So if you stay by um, the Olympic Olympic torch. torch and symbols down Lots there. Lots of restaurants. Um. It's a little hike up to like the mountain range where they actually had the skiing events for the Olympics, but you can go up there and there's some different things you can do in the summer um, for that aspect. So did we get all the ports? We didn't talk about Seattle. Seattle. There's a wall with gum on it. Go and lick it. That is not the main attraction. There's a troll under a bridge. I would say the Glass Museum. Fine. Don't take my advice, but do. Do take my advice. The Glass Museum is and the space, awesome. And the Space Needle. The Space Needle is good one time. Um, I think the Glass the is... What's the name of the artist? Why can't Trulli, I remember? Tachuli. Yeah, it's like, Tachuli. We're awful. Yeah. Sorry. So, like, his work is around the country in lots of places, there's one on the dream or the fantasy in Palo. So it's it uh, ties into cruising right there. So the glass museum is super awesome. Chiholi. You looked it up. It's not, I was like, you're not going to help you pronounce it at all. Um, but that was probably the highlight of Seattle. They have a science museum for kids. They have, they have several museums right in that lots same of museums. area. There's this pop culture museum. Uh, because the Microsoft Paul Allen dude, he, he built a whole bunch of things. So it's pretty cool. Um, Seattle has a lot of fun things to do. The riverfronts or the or riverfront, the waterfront. Also, there's a, not a zoo, but a aquarium. 
zoo for fish. Yeah. My bad. The aquarium was actually neat. Some of the habitats for otters and stuff were really cool. And it was fairly inexpensive for an aquarium. There's other things down there. Uh, you also, you know, take in a game. Go watch the Sounders beat somebody. That's always good. You could stop by and say hi or to the, the Mariners. Or the Mariners. <laughs> Baseball. You could say hi to the DCL duo while or you're the out there. Seahawks. Or it's September. summer. The sea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. September. They've started right at the end of All the season. All the tealy teams. All the green teams, because everything's green there. Every it's the Emerald City, but really the Gum Wall is a highlight. You after you watch them throw some fish around at, at the market, that then you go down in the alley and you put your gum on the wall. So make sure you have some gum to stick That's on the wall. It's really a highlight of an Alaskan tour, folks. Seattle. So. Seattle and Vancouver, one's a little grittier than the other, all right? One city's very clean, and they have Timbits, and the other city has Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. Summed it up in one nutshell there. Yeah. All right, moving on, because Doug is getting off topic. Any other... Should we talk about cruise tours a tiny bit? Yeah. I was going to say, like, excursions that aren't directly related to a port, so that would be cruise tours. What the heck is a cruise tour? So most of the cruise lines, Disney does not, uh, but the other cruise lines, Princess, Celebrity, Royal, Hall in America, they offer cruise tours where you can spend a couple days on land. So it can be anywhere from three to seven, I believe, days where you can spend time actually in Alaska and not just going from port to port. So, so basically I get on in Seattle or Vancouver, I go for seven nights up to Seward, right? There's not a whole lot that do that. Okay. From Seattle to Seward. How, where, how they do come, I get to Seward? Well, they come back. If they start in Seattle, they're coming back to Seattle. Oh, so yeah. where am I starting to get to Seward? Vancouver. Vancouver. We already Vancouver. talked about this. I wasn't listening. Yeah. Okay. My bad. All, All right, right, so we're going to start in Vancouver. We go up to Seward. Then we join a tour group. Yeah, so like if you want to get to a, um, Anchorage, you're not going to do that on an actual cruise. But I can actually get there... After Seward? Yes. By a train, boat, plane? Yeah, we had literally just talked about bus. that. Scenic tour, train to Anchorage. Okay. I'm sure there's other ways too, but I mean, you could do that. Okay. Yeah. But like, say you want to see the, the Northern Lights. I mean, it's not guaranteed. Mm, yeah. Never but, guaranteed. No. But in September, that would be a good time you to go try to get to Anchorage. You, you know, got a chance. Northern, Northern Point. So... But these these cruise tours, there's a lot of different things, but lots of them spend time at Denali. Denali is a big yeah. destination. Yeah. What if I want to go see the Yukon? Am I getting there from a cruise? Um, You can do a cruise tour. Holland America but has isn't some. Isn't that a long ways in? It is, yeah. Okay. Holland America has some. How do you get from the cruise to the Yukon? An airplane? Uh, I think a bus. Oh, a long bus. Yeah. Sorry. Not very well versed on, on the Yukon. Denali. The yeah. Yukon's way in there. Right. But I did well, I research gold. it That's recently. That's where all the gold is. <laughs> um, I go get. I went from deadliest catch to now I'm on the. And like Princess, Princess, and Holland America both have like lodges in Denali, so. That's that would be that's cool. a unique experience that you can't get with Royal Caribbean or Celebrity. Not that they're not going to take care of you, but Princess and. Hall in America just have that kind of one up on the other cruise lines. And that be is it like your food is still kind of similar to cruising and all that sort of stuff? They take care of you really well. 
I would think so. I mean, it's it's all part of their brand, right? So that seems like a great way to see Denali yeah, do a so, cruise tour. So if you have you know ex you have extra days that you don't need to get home for, you know if you want to spend two weeks on this Alaska cruise slash tour, you definitely can. Lots of the cruise lines offer it. All right. Well, let's answer this question: Which cruise line is the best for this adventure? I, I can't. I mean, there's just a different. It's a different cruise line for each family or whatever right. you want to with do with little kids i would say disney with teenagers that one i could say royal caribbean or disney maybe princess they've they're not quite as i don't want to say old i just want to mature anymore they're they're trying, getting younger they're trying to cater to the younger market so and they're doing a better job so at it i would celebrity. i would still say disney yeah celebrity is still catering to adults I would say Disney, Royal Caribbean, and probably Princess. What about Norwegian? Ooh, and Norwegian. Sorry. Okay. I don't think I've mentioned that word yet. And that Norwegian, is weird. They have their, do they have a Prima class ship up there? No. Not it's yet. It's the form, that last new. They have Encore. Yeah, the Encore class. Yeah. yeah. All Encore, those, Bliss, Joy. They're the all good fairly ships. new, the new golf carts. Right. I not struggle. golf carts, go-karts. Yeah. I struggle with Norwegian and Caribbean in the summer because all the good ships are in Alaska, honestly. So looking forward to the Prima and the Viva. Taking being, up the mantle being able the Caribbean, to, you know, right? Yeah, or, or Europe. That would be better. Mm. But yeah, Norwegian would be a really good one. I would put that ahead of Princess. I was just trying to find a third cruise line gotcha. for the teens. Yeah. Would you put Royal ahead of Norwegian? Because you have Quantum class ships up there for Royal and the Bliss and those so, for Norwegian. So the good big ships, because like I've said before, I'm a big ship person. She likes New big and ships. shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those are going to do the round trip cruises. So um, the the closed loop ones from Seattle and back, or Vancouver and back, mainly Seattle back. The littler ships for and Royal for Royal Caribbean and Norwegian are going to do the ones that do one direction, one direction, and then can do a cruise tour. So. There are some cruise tours that you can attach to Seattle, but you have to get back to Seattle to to leave. So seems weird. Yeah, it just seems like it would be. The, yeah. What you fly from Seattle to yeah. Seward to go At, to Denali? Yeah. So. That seems like a lot of traveling. Correct. Yeah. So. How about um, for adults only? Um, celebrity, Hall in America, Princess. Hull in America does a lot of Alaska, right? They do, yes. They're, I mean, they're headquartered out of Seattle. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I think you answered that question. What what separates you? Like, didn't even hesitate on Disney for young kids. Why do you think that is? Like, because you didn't even pause. The just, rest of it, you thought some. You Just like the activities on board. I mean, obviously, we're Disney people, but... I just feel like Disney Cruise Line has a different a marketing approach to the little ones. And, um, yeah, that's... All right. I think one thing that we have failed to mention this whole time about Alaska, remember, the pools are heated, at least on Disney. I don't... Yeah. And, I mean, you may have a warm day in Seattle. I mean, it's still summer. So you I... could cruise on or you could swim on embarkation. I mean, it could day. be 40 degrees and there'll be an eight-year-old in that pool... Our kids swam on Embarkation or Ketchikan Day? One of the uh, days. Not Ketchikan. We're too busy. Embarkation, I think, yeah, they were in the I pool. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, because we have pictures. It was only like 70 degrees, yeah. but the water was warm. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah, because we were outside. Oh, and the, we had smoke from a forest fire. Yeah. That's another thing to keep in mind. It might be hazy one day. Don't worry, the next day it won't. Because yeah. forest fires are a real thing. One other thing to point out about the non-closed loop cruise. So a closed loop cruise is a cruise that starts at a U.S. port and goes back to the exact same U.S. port, right? So like those cruise tours that I was talking about mainly run from Vancouver to Seward or Seward to Vancouver. Um, if you're flying into Seward, right, or Anchorage, either or, and you're getting off at Vancouver, you're going to need a passport. Like you, Legit you, you passport. cannot, you, it's not a card. It's not a, Yeah. you need an actual passport book. You can't sail on a birth certificate if you have an open-ended cruise where you're starting and stopping in a different location. The only way to do a birth certificate would be Seattle back to Seattle. Yeah, because if you're going to Vancouver to Vancouver, obviously you, you need one to get into the Canada. Yeah, you got to have it get into Canada. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Alaska, or as I titled the episode, Alaska. Are we excited about Alaska now? I'm excited, but I don't do that. <sighs> One of these days, I'll get you to read the exclamation mark. So, all right, there you go. Hopefully, everyone's going to cruise to Alaska this summer, next summer, or the summer after. It's a fantastic destination, and it's a destination that lends itself to cruising excellently because a lot of these ports that we mentioned, there's only two ways to get to them, by boat or by plane. You can't drive. You can't take a train to several of these. You have to either fly in or boat in, so why not take a nice cruise so, uh, any parting thoughts, Michelle? No, I just, I think it's a great destination for all ages. If you want to do a multi-generational cruise, it works. Young, old. Someone's going to ask, how young does my kid need to be older to appreciate this cruise? It depends on what you want to do. If you want to do an excursion that's, you know, active or, you know, very, well, You're going to climb a glacier. Yeah, yeah you're going to need five. Your, yeah. Or not two, you know, or you can't carry them in a backpack on your back no. for those type of things. So, I mean, look at those ages when you're planning a cruise, but you can still do a lot of fun things. Like you could still go see bears. You could still go see, you could still go in a float plane even with a five-year-old because we, it was close to five. Claire was, was six? Something like that. Yeah. So you can still do that. Were they six, seven, nine? I believe Claire was too young for the Disney version, but. We booked through a third, the direct. Yeah, and then she could go, which didn't yes, make any sense. Because it right. was the same plane. We we got on a van with the same people with the excursion from the ship, and we paid less. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. So if you're thinking about going to Alaska, email Michelle at michelle at touringplans.com. Or, you know, follow us on social media. We are at Rope Drop on Deck on all the things except, Michelle. TikTok. Not on TikTok, no. All right, so go give us a follow there. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Rope Drop on Deck.